0: little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast, join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Hey, what's good, everybody? Today is Friday, December 16th, 2022. This is episode number 135 with Crypto Chat with Chapo coming in to you today on this very chilly midwestern day you know we've got to give the weather update of course um very windy very chilly not a huge fan of the cold weather but nonetheless i've spent some time outside just taking in all the nature that i can uh, today we are looking at the crypto charts and they don't look so pretty if you ask most people bitcoin down to seventeen thousand seventeen dollars which is down nearly 3% in the last 24 hours. Ethereum down 4.8%, trading at 12.13. BNB continues its long slide. Back down to $250, which is down five to 5.2%. So it is really interesting what seems to be happen, happening with Binance. At least... In terms of the outflow of money, from what I'm understanding, in the last several days, there's been several billion dollars of outflow from Binance. So, is this an indication of a greater sickness? Perhaps. I'm not an expert on that, so I wouldn't really know but it does seem from the charts that I've seen that Binance is probably okay, even with all of the outflows of dollars. I think I saw a chart yesterday. I can't remember where I actually found it, but essentially there is really no comparison on where the majority of crypto funds are at right now and they do seem to be on binance if if the charts that i saw are correct even including all that outflow and cz has been to some extent uh, making his rounds saying that there are that Binance is strong of course you know it's one of those situations where a lot of people have said that about their exchange or their protocol than to have to back up and admit that they are not as okay as they were leading everyone to believe. So we shall see what happens. My guess is it's probably okay. However, I don't think we've seen all the fallout. And if Binance goes down, Well, yeah, it's it's just not going to be good. And to say it's not good would be an understatement. It would be something that would probably. You know, cripple the crypto markets for probably a few years to come. Hopefully that's not the case. Don't want to be doom and gloom. But as we've seen, anything is possible i don't think many people would have been able to predict the collapse of ftx i think there would have been a fair number of people that could have predicted luna's collapse although if you were an investor you certainly didn't think that way thankfully i did not have any and i was not hurt by the collapse of ftx or luna i know lots of people were and i feel Uh, horrible for those people. And, you know, I wish there were, you know, words that would console them, but they're probably not. I know that I would be crushed if I had lost a significant amount of funds on either of those uh, protocols. But I did notice in the chart that I saw on, I believe it was on Twitter, that a lot of the outflows from Binance ended up in Uniswap, Uniswap's protocol. So that will be interesting. I think what maybe a lot of people did was take out funds, then can either convert it to ETH or a stable coin using Uniswap. I know I took off almost all of my crypto off the ex- off the exchanges way, way back when the crack in I believe it was the CEO or co-founder, one of them, of Kraken, essentially said, "You know, this is probably a good idea to do." And so, even though I have accounts at those other places, I have not actually, you know, kept any funds on any of those exchanges. So, it, you you want to do what you think's best for you, but that's that's the stance that I am taking. All right, let's before we move on. But, dude, I don't think there's any other protocols that I want to highlight today. You know, most most are down, essentially, when it comes to the market. Solana's down 5%. Uniswap's down almost 6%. Avalanche down 6%. Chainlink down 5%. Everything, Algorand down 9%. Not everything, but the vast majority of tokens are not looking good today, price-wise. Is that an opportunity? For you to buy, yeah, I mean, it probably is not financial advice, just something to think about. It looks like the training coins magic is up eleven percent at sixty-six cents. I've, t- I've said, talked enough about that. Near protocol is down to a dollar fifty-two, which is down eleven percent. So that price action is looking pretty good. It looks like the other big news, and this has kind of been happening. The neutrino USD is de- has you know long been depegged. I guess it is trading at fifty four cents. So that's not good, not good at all for neutrino. So I would expect that that is on the verge of collapse, and I'm not sure that's going to come back, but we shall see. All right, let's talk about the project I wanted to cover today. Excuse me. I still look got a little bit of a cold there and I'm trying to work through. The project that I came across, of course, on my Twitter explorations is a project called LandX. On its Twitter at LandX Finance the perpetual community vaults protocol, bring awareness to food scarcity and corn wheat to join Land X Farmers Guild. Sounds interesting, but what exactly is that protocol? So we're going to find out. I'm going to run you through that. It's coming to Ethereum in the first quarter of 2023. And originally, I came across some info on this. It was probably last week. And I just marked, bookmarked it to come back to it. And then this morning, or last evening, I think, I came across a thread by at Eli5 underscore DeFi on Twitter. This person put together a fantastic thread on Land X. But I'm going to, Read through a general explanation of what um, land Land X is, and you can check it out. It's in testnet right now. You can actually go claim some testnet tokens to participate in the protocol. I mean, I'm not assuming that there's any kind of airdrop of tokens. It just gives you an opportunity to mess around with the protocol. Land X is a decentralized protocol, and their aim is to close the gap between farmland owners and crypto investors, so actual farmers, through the use of blockchain-based perpetual commodity vaults. And the vaults are essentially tokens that trade at a market-determined principal price, and the holder of the token receives a daily yield of the underlying commodity in perpetuity. Landex is built on Ethereum, as I said. So that means, of course, all the transactions are conducted through a peer-to-peer system without the need for a third party, which is always a good thing. One of the main problems that Landex is attempting to solve is the issue of food scarcity and instability on a local and global scale. So to incentivize Participation in the system, Landex is going to try to address meaningful problems for both farmers and investors. So for farmers, a lot of times the main issue is the difficulty in accessing capital for things like, you know, buying farmland, new equipment, updates to the facility, etc. So Landex is going to provide upfront capital to farmers, and in exchange for that, a percentage of their land's future harvest, allowing them to tokenize a portion of their future crops to receive money today. So that is pretty interesting, and I like the concept. For investors, uh, landex offers the opportunity to gain exposure to real-world farm assets through its perpetual commodity vaults, known as X tokens. Uh, these vaults provide investors with a daily yield pay, paid out in units of the underlying commodity, as well as exposure to commodity, commodity prices through fluctuations and the vault's principal trading price. So Landex also offers portfolio diverse, diversification, which is, of course, important, through export, exposure to uncorrelated assets. So it, it, it's an attractive option for crypto native investors who are looking for a sustainable yield, at least in theory. Land X consists of three main participants. You're going to have your farmers, your validators, and investors. Farmers are going to commit a portion of their land crops to share to Land X in exchange for capital from investors with their commit, committed secured commitment is going to be secured through a lien on the underlying farmland. Validators are responsible for onboarding new farmers and assisting with the legal and economic contracts involved in the process. I hope this makes sense so far. So investors will then, of course, deploy their capital in exchange for exposure to real farmland assets through tokenization the land x process begins with farmers committing a portion of their land's crop share through a legal contract known as the lien then their farmland is subject to a qualification process to ensure its reliability and the resulting legal economic contracts are represented by a non-fungible token so buying nft In exchange for committing their signed contract, which is the NFT, farmers receive uh, tokens equivalent to the crop share they have agreed to. Investors can then purchase these tokens, providing capital to the farmer and earning daily yield in the process. So overall, LandX offers a decentralized solution to problems of food scarcity, instability, and then also provides a way for farmers to access capital for exposure to real world farmland as- assets and of course it's using blockchain technology and nfts to ensure that it's being transparent and security in the process yeah, of course by using ethereum blockchain there isn't a blockchain that's probably more secure than ethereum and so which makes this i think a pretty promising platform for both the farmers and the investors if this can be pulled off, which I think it sounds amazing. So I think that this protocol has some serious potential. It is a rather complicated protocol, and I would encourage you to go to that thread by at Eli5 underscore DeFi and go through the thread. It's probably... Let me looking at it here. It looks to be about 10, 12 different slides or tweets with infographics that do a great explanation of explaining all of the working parts and how it, it intends to work. And I went ahead and went to the testnet, which is testnet.landx.fi. You can sign up at at that website to join the testnet. So you put in your MetaMask address, you get whitelisted, and then you can, you know, request testnet USD to then buy the testnet X tokens. And then eventually you can also, you know, uh, farm or provide LP, it looks like, at least in, in, stage four, the LE, I lied, the token is LNDX USDC liquidity pair. That is stage four of the test net. Right now, stage four of the test net starts in about three days, two hours or two days and 20 minutes. So I missed the first two stages of the test net. Today, I did the public whitelist sale, which is just testnet. You get whitelisted, you buy, you get the testnet USDC, and then you can buy LNDX at 50 cents a share. So it's worth checking out. Uh the the in the public sale, the one LNDX is worth 50 cents, which I think is pretty darn good. There will be three mil three million of these LNDX tokens available at the public sale. And the market cap right now apparently is $4 million. So there's a lot of room uh, for growth. So the seed investors of the project are committed, have already committed over $5 million and have agreed to a 48-month lockup period with linear linear release over an additional 48 months, certifying their commitment to the long-term future of LandX. Staking rewards will represent a significant amount and will be distributed over a five-year period of stakers of LNDX. And liquidity funds will be used to create the LNDX USDC liquidity pool on Uniswap. And the pool will also include 500,000 USDC from our funding rounds and will go live shortly after the token generation event. So let me cover The vesting a little bit before we wrap up today. So Vesting, the seed investors have 36.25% share of the tokens. So it's pretty significant supply with 48-month vesting and a cliff of 48-month. The private round is 6 million tokens, which is 7%, three-month cliff and nine vesting months. And the public round is 12%. I lied. 3.75%, which is 3 million tokens. And there is no vesting or cliff for that. The team gets 10 million, which is 12% of the supply, six-month cliff, 24-month vesting. And then the staking pool receives 19, almost 20% of the tokens, 2 million, 3% for liquidity, and then 17% for development and stability fund. So the total tokens is 80 million. So not a huge supply. So that was a quick rundown of Landex. Give yourself an opportunity to check out that protocol. Maybe it's something that you might find interesting as an investment vehicle, not financial advice. Of course, this has been episode number 135, Crypto Chat with Chapo. As always, be in the present moment, be in here now. Go outside, take in some fresh air, learn something new today. Do something nice for somebody. Have an amazing day. This is Chapo. The podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other device, you understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.